I want to talk about hormones because yeah. I think hormones is such a relevant topic for our audience and it's such an important one that um, we've talked about, but I do feel like just the conversation in the fact that hormones relates to so much, mm. relates to our mental health, to our libido, to like our sex drive, to our periods, to all these things. So how do you, I guess, start with hormones at the center and understand how much it relates to aspects of being a female? I think the first thing you have to understand is that every system of your body has receptors for these hormones. Their job is to be chemical messengers. They go through the system and they basically drop off a message and that system has to respond accordingly. And so we see that without adequate estrogen stimulating the brain or the heart, we'll see issues with dementia, cardiovascular disease rising, mm. osteoporosis when it comes to the bones. So your bones and your brain and your heart, they also need testosterone and they need progesterone as well. So every single system needs these hormones and you know, what I just described, those are just our sex hormones, which in the book I have a pyramid where I show they're at the very tippy top of like the hormone hierarchy. Right below that is your thyroid and at the very base is your adrenal glands and then your insulin. And for people who don't know insulin, it's the hormone that knocks on the cell's door and is basically like, I will vouch for glucose. Let's let glucose in. Like glucose is cool. And that's your metabolic health. So your adrenal glands and your metabolic health, these are the foundation that have to be right. If they're not right, None of your other hormones are going to be right, and you're going to stand very little chance in getting those set right. And this is a part of hormonal health that like, really nobody talks about, is just how important stress, sleep, and metabolic health is. Like, right? Everybody always wants to talk about, like, what's the superfood to eat? I'm into that. I will flip to that in a magazine. But people want to talk about what's the superfood and how many grains should you eat and this and that. And nobody really talks about, like, we have to understand what your blood sugar response is like, that your insulin levels are really important to keep track of, that you can lose clitoral sensitivity over time if you have blood sugar dysregulation. That's going to affect your sexual health. And not to mention the fact that you could end up with diabetes and that affects your vision and your nerves and your kidneys and all the other sequelae. Wow. Yeah, that was the part that I felt like was interesting in the book was the insulin relation to libido. Mm -hmm. And just like another moment where you're like, whoa, the body is so connected mm -hmm. and there's such a relationship in everything and it does often come back to what we're eating and how we're nourishing ourselves and how we're supporting ourselves in the best way. But I want to talk a little bit more about that, the adrenal health and the metabolic health as the foundation. Is adrenal fatigue something that exists? Because I've heard like both people be like, it doesn't exist, it's not real. And yeah. I've heard people that are like, it actually exists. So adrenal fatigue, the term, that's the, and the concept that it conveys is not real in that your adrenal glands do not get fatigued. And this is the thing. If the layperson says adrenal fatigue, I have no problem with that. And I am happy to teach from that. What we know it from the science is HPA dysregulation, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access. So basically, how your brain and your adrenal glands talk. And it absolutely is real. So in the book, I have a quiz on low cortisol, high cortisol, how to tell which one you are. And I talk about like the difference between what's called adrenal fatigue, which is HPA dysregulation, and Addison's disease. Now, Addison's disease, rare, but it can happen. Autoimmune disorder that affects the adrenal glands, they get destroyed. That's adrenal fatigue, friend, because they can no longer do their job. Like they, they are destroyed. And so that's Addison's disease. That's adrenal insufficiency. What most people mean when they call, when they say adrenal fatigue, that's going to be how the brain and adrenal glands are communicating. It also can be part of how the receptors are 
So cortisol is very damaging if you have too much of it. Like the right amount is great because then we don't have inflammation. It helps control inflammation. It helps you wake up in the morning. Like so much good stuff that it does. Too much of it, now we're in a pro-aging state. We're aging more rapidly than we should. And nobody wants that, right? Because not only could you like look older, you might not like that. You're going to be older in your system. So your organs of your body. And so what the body will do is if you've been in a state of high cortisol, it will upregulate enzymes that inactivates it to cortisone. Or it might actually downregulate the receptors. So the receptors are like, nah, I cannot respond to you. I can't. I'm not going to listen to you because you, you're like the big bad wolf being like, let me in. And it's like, no, no, no. You were cool once, but like, we're not friends anymore. Like, no, I'm not into this. With that, I think that's the, that's the conversation we have to be having. I see a lot of doctors be like, adrenal fatigue is not real. So you're just crazy. Don't talk about it. And just meet people where they're at. Yeah. It's just the same thing when somebody is like, says to me, like my outside vagina. And I'm like, okay, are we talking about the vulva? Like mm-hmm. what? Okay, let's get there to a common ground. It's not for me to be like, ha, 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 there's no outside vagina. You're yeah. so silly. Why don't you know that? But because they didn't go to medical school and like the it's not the onus is not on them. OK, so it's like you don't want us to be Dr. Google. But then when we're like not, it's like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? You're like pissed about it. Yeah, I'll see that a lot online with doctors where they're like, this actually doesn't. Because I remember I talked about I had a lot of hormone health issues mm-hmm. when I first moved to Los Angeles. Mostly mine was caused by probably high cortisol. I was just working out 24-7. I was taking diet pills. I was just like completely disrespecting my body in a major yeah. way. And I remember being like, I have adrenal fatigue. And people being like, there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue. I'm like, what am I experiencing? Yeah. You're like, I just need a word to name yes. it so I don't feel crazy in my own body. <laughs> yes, I'm like, let me be me. Okay, so metabolic health. What is metabolic health? Because I think people think about metabolism and they're like, I need to have a fast metabolism to lose weight. And they kind of just see it in that way. Yeah. So when we're talking about metabolic health and like in, you know, for these purposes of insulin, what should happen is that you eat food, the pancreas releases insulin, insulin escorts the glucose into the cell. So glucose is sugar and it's a done deal and everything's fine. But what we see a lot of is that there can be insulin resistance going on or we see people, they're like, they're doing the best they can really. But you know, they might like slam coffee and eat a bagel and then they're having a blood sugar crash. And now cortisol spiking and is like, oh, my God, and epinephrine and, and, and norepinephrine are like panic bells, like sound the alarm and also release sugar into the system. And then insulin's like, what the hell? Like, I got to go clean that up now. And so then insulin's coming in. And so we've just got this roller coaster going on of blood sugar issues. And so when we think about metabolic health, it goes beyond that. It also goes with inflammation in your body as well. But I think you're absolutely right when you say like people just think like, oh, that means Mm -hmm. I need to have a high metabolism or good metabolism. But it's more about how are you regulating the energy, the energy expenditure, the energy coming in? How are your hormones handling its business in the body the way that it should be? Are we having trouble with inflammation? There's a diagram in the book about sleep because then like people literally yawn when I talk about sleep and I'm like, you need sleep for hormones. I know. People yawn when I talk about meditation. It's like meditation. Oh, that again. But So I have this slide that I put up when I lecture at medical conferences to show doctors just how impactful sleep can be on hormonal issues. So when you see the populations that have major sleep deprivation, dysregulation happening to like, think about night shift nurses, like, oh my, oh my gosh, God, bless. they have the most important job. Like, Night shift workers are so valuable in our society, but the sacrifice they make is so beyond what anyone really comprehends. So when you're not getting enough sleep, 
we see there's insulin dysregulation. We see inflammation rises. We see there's thyroid disorders can arise from that. You can stop ovulating, stop menstruating. You can have all kinds of issues arise from not getting quality sleep. And so like in the conversations of fertility, when I ask people like, how are you sleeping? And they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Why are we glazing over this? This is so very important. That is when you restore, you recover. Whenever we're talking about adrenal health, so I own a supplement line and we have our adrenal support, a product which is to help with energy in the morning. I am the Adrenal Calm fan. So we have this Adrenal Calm product, which is to help you get restful sleep at night, help with cortisol coming down so melatonin can rise, all of that. That's the one that I'm like, that's the best one. No, everybody just wants to push it like first thing in the morning that I see. And I'm like, no matter how much we educate, people are like, I don't want to have to do the work in the evening. I'm like, you don't even have to do work. You just have to go to sleep. <laughs> you just have to get good sleep. But that's where people don't focus enough, in my opinion, when we talk about adrenal or hormone health altogether, is that it's not just about getting in bed. It's not just about eight hours. It's getting that restorative sleep, getting the deep restorative sleep, getting the REM sleep, sleeping in a completely dark room, making sure you're getting the best sleep of your life. All of that, that is the solution to healing like so many of your hormonal issues from the foundation up. So I'm going to say that's not going to be the end all be all. Don't think like you can just sleep and then everything's going to be fine. But if that piece isn't right, it's going to be so much harder. Like you can eat all the best food in the world, but your body is not recovering at night. Totally. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.